25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Hour number two, off and running with you here in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. That's Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. Just like Jake Mangum's been telling you on the radio, they're the best. Thanks to C Spire, too, for keeping me connected to you around the clock 24-7, even when I'm not on the air. Because of the number one network in Mississippi, that's Seaspire, another great Mississippi company. I can tweet, post, upload, stream. Uh, what else is another term I'm looking for there? What am I missing? I can, uh, I don't know. Anyway, Inst- Instagram. I can all that. <laughs> I can Periscope. I can all that. And so, yeah, that's... Um, a way that I stay connected and you and I get to stay connected even when we're not on the air, but we're on the air a lot. You know, some news coming your way soon, some new updates and improvements to the show and looking forward to telling you all that. There's a little bitty teeny tiny simple tease. Speaking of teases coming up in a few minutes, we're going to talk with Ben Portnoy. He covers Mississippi state. He's on the Mississippi state beat for the Columbus Dispatch. He does an excellent job. I've kind of gotten to meet him a few times, but I follow his coverage. And he's been on the ground and in the Capitol and between the aisles and on both sides of the aisle today talking to people covering it. I'm interested to see kind of what he has seen and heard. And so uh, Beaver's going to get Ben on for us in a few minutes. We'll talk with him. But uh, you can be a part of the show. You can call me on the Divinity phone, 995-1059 or... Text me on the Country Please and Sausage text line. Country Please and Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. Hand-picked hams, bacons, and pork loins. That's what goes in to Country Please and Sausage. It's leaner. They make it in small batches for consistency. It's coarse ground. And, and look, they use hickory logs to smoke it instead of just chips. The logs make a better smoke, a stronger flavor. They use natural casings. Every bite of sausage that you get from Country Pleasing has gone through a four-hour smoke process. Every spice, every bit of flavoring that goes into the different flavors is mixed fresh on site every day. Right there at Country Meat Packers in Florence. All right, the number to text 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN. Hog Jowl texted us and said, I was raised at a time when black people had to use separate bathrooms, water fountains, and couldn't even eat at most restaurants. 
It was common to hear of beatings and all sorts of terrible things. Thank God I had parents that taught me the nastiness and hatred of racism. Mom and Dad were totally colorblind. We went to visit our black friends, went to weddings and funerals of our black friends. Truth be known, even though I'm a Southern boy, I've always been against any symbol, statue, or flag that has supported hatred and racism. They all should have been done away with years ago. Thanks for your time. Hogjow, thanks for your text. And growing up, I was kind of the same way. You know, there was no such thing as racism in our house. My parents are colorblind. My mother's a teacher. My dad had been a ball player. You know, one of my best friends growing up, up in North Alabama, um, he was black and we were close. We were tight. We'd go make trips together, all that kind of stuff. I went to his church. I remember the first time I ever went to church with him, you know, and we still have that. It's interesting. Um, we have a lot of separate worship. I've always thought that's something that as Christians, we've got to, we've got to remedy that. We got way too much separate worship. But anyway, growing up, I went to, to church with my buddy, Chad, and it was pretty much all, all, you know, the people there, the members of the church were all black. And they worshiped a little different. And I'll never forget, I was sitting next to him and it was time for the offering. And at his church, instead of like they did at my church, they passed the plate. At his church, they stood us up row by row and we had to walk up to the front of the church and pass by the offering plate. Everybody in there could see if I put anything in the offering plate or not. And I realized that. I'm like, what are we, what are we doing? They lined us up. He said, we're fixing to walk up there and put the offering in a plate. I said, everybody's going to see. I don't have any money. He said, you didn't bring a dollar or anything? I said, no, give me some money. I, give it. What do you got? All he had was a $1 bill and a $5 bill. And he didn't. We were young. He did not want to give me that $5 bill. I said, give me that $5 bill. I'll pay you back. <laughs> the last thing I wanted to do <clears throat> was everybody in there see me passed by the offering plate and not put something in there. <laughs> we laugh about that. We have laughed. Good times. Thanks for the kind words on the country pleasing text line. Uh, like this, an unnamed texture says, Matt Wyatt is the best. I almost said, I almost said, thanks, mom, but I can see that it's a Mississippi number, not an Alabama one. So that ain't mama. That's somebody else. All right, well, I'll get to more of your texts. Norman and Gator Nation and Kyle and Bulldog Blitz and all y'all. You're coming up, I promise. Right now, though, we're going to flip the switch. Head over here to the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment, Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer, Ben Portnoy. He's a Mississippi State beat writer for the Columbus Dispatch. Does an outstanding job. And he is on the ground in Jackson today and been taking in and covering this uh, incredible and what I think is historic event with all these coaches and administrators in town to lobby on behalf of a new state flag. Let's talk to Ben right now. Ben, thanks for some time. I know it's a busy day and a work day for you. What, what's it like right now? What are you seeing? Hey, Matt, thanks for having me. No, it's, uh, it's been pretty wild here at the state house. You know, I was talking to a few, uh, few folks earlier and they were saying that it hasn't been this, uh, this busy since the early 1980s. Uh, so it's been pretty crazy. There's been a lot of folks in and out of the building have had, you know, representatives from Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Delta State, the W, all over the state. So it's it's been a really packed house today, and uh, it's been really, really wild to see and really, uh, you know, you seeing how quickly change can occur. 
If y'all are listening and you want to see some of the pictures and reports and stuff from Ben and his coverage of the Capitol today, follow him on Twitter. He is at B as in boy, B or B as in Ben, B Portnoy 15, the number 1515. So B Portnoy 15. Give him a follow and uh, check out his Twitter feed. So Ben, um, were you able to overhear, see, witness some of these conversations with coaches actually talking to politicians? Uh, so most of that has been gone on behind closed doors in uh, in the different uh, sides of the house, but uh, or excuse me, the of state capitol. But uh, you know, coaches have been uh, coaches have been floating around most of the day talking with legislators, lobbyists. Uh, really bouncing through the halls. Mike Leach has been holding the court pretty much every step he takes. So uh, it's been, uh, no, but coaches and uh, administrators have been all over the place bouncing through the Capitol. It's been, uh, it's been kind of a winding maze getting through people and getting to every, uh, every representative and senator all over the place. But uh, it's been seemingly a productive day and, you know, and talking to a handful of representatives, uh, hoping that things may, uh, may move along here pretty quickly. Okay, and and I know that people listening, Ben, right now, and I'm going to ask you some more details of the stuff that you have seen, but I know folks listening right now, what they really want to know is what direction this thing is going. And uh, what can you say to whether it's just your opinion or something you're hearing as to is this thing starting to turn and now lean towards votes happening and, and enough support with politicians to actually get this flag uh, retired. So the the next steps, and I was just speaking to to a couple of uh, a couple of local representatives from sort of the Golden Triangle area. The general gist is that what will happen now is there would be a vote to suspend the rules. Um, this is a special session of Congress, so kind of the next step is, is to allow for some legislation to be passed, and that would come up to a vote at the House and the Senate mm -hmm. um, here in Mississippi, uh, where you'll need a three fourths majority in both sides both sides of the Capitol, um, both in the Senate and the House. Um, now, that vote could be to change the flag. It could be to, you know, pull, take the one down and then come up with another option. Um, that still is to be drafted by, by the Republican majority. Um, but that remains to be seen. Now, the first steps is, like I said, sort of voting to suspend the rules. And I think, you know, the people that I've talked to, there's still a little bit of vote wrangling here, um, trying to, you know, get people to vote in favor of the flag. I think that that is generally the tide in which this is shifting. Um, you know, Speaker of the House, uh, Philip Gunn, had a really uh, really powerful statement today uh, speaking in front of reporters. Wasn't originally going to make any comments, but was uh, kind of coaxed into it a little bit and uh, you know, did say, had some pretty strong words there out on my Twitter feed, I think. But uh, he said along the lines of, you know, this, the image of our state is at stake, the nation is watching. And I think that, you know, people have kind of taken that to heart, whether it's you know, for economic reasons, whether it's for the racial issues. I mean, this is something that I think people are taking up and I think that generally is trending toward a change. Okay. And, you know, last I heard and talked and understood, I think you just touched on it, Ben. They had to, if they were going to put forth a bill to basically, mm -hmm. you know, to, to a bill that says, okay, we're taking this, we, we want to take this flag down. They have to actually get enough votes, two-thirds on the House, two-thirds on the Senate, to actually even put forth any bill because they're past some deadline, that uh, some ambiguous <laughs> deadline out there, right? Isn't that right? Correct. That is, that is the understanding that I have, and that is what has been explained to me. Okay. All right. And then when that happens, then there's other stuff, you know, then it goes, I guess, what, to the governor? 
I guess. Is that what happens when they put it forward? Uh, so, 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 so the general process that this would go for through is, um, like I said, there will be a vote to what is called here, I guess, to suspend the rules, like you said, where basically yeah. you can allow this legislation to come through. Uh, once that legislation does get through, that will be you know, drafted by, by the Republican side um, if they have the majority and they'll They'll, uh, you know, draft a bill or whatever it is they want to do, whether that's, like I said, take down the flag, replace it. Uh, there's a lot of avenues they can go. But generally speaking, it would be to change it and replace it with something uh, new in, in the words of the, gen the general uh, consensus here, more unifying. Uh, yeah. Once that happens, it obviously goes to the for ratification. Okay. okay. Ben Portnoy on your radio right now. He is at the state capitol in Jackson. He is a Mississippi State uh, uh, reporter for the Columbus Dispatch. You can follow him on Twitter at bportnoy15 or at bportnoy is the number one five. Um, were you uh, there when all the coaches and administrators from every school was lining up on the steps and started, you know, to address at the podium? Mm -hmm. Were you there for that? I was. Yep. So you saw when uh, Mike Leach reached out and grabbed the <laughs> mask of Lane Kiffin and pulled it back. What did they laugh? I couldn't hear the audio. I, they were definitely laughing, and I will tell you that as soon as that happened, I saw that. My, my first thought was, "This is about to go viral." Because <laughs> uh, no, it was definitely a kind-hearted uh, thing. You know, we talked to Lane um, up in the gallery before uh, before the, or right as the session had started and, and heading into the recess, but. Uh, Lane was saying that, you know, he and Mike have been friends for a long time and do go back a while. So I think there is some, some, uh, I think it was a little bit in jest on Mike's side. And, yeah. uh, I think that, you know, for, uh, for a rivalry that is as bitter as the egg bowl, uh, I, th I think you've got two coaches that actually genuinely are pretty, pretty close and decent friends and, you know, dating back to their time in the, in the Pac 12 together. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was so like appropriate for their ages too, right? Because it was like the, it was like the senior in high school picking on the freshman. You know, it's one of those kind of moves. That's <laughs> the way it looked to me. Um, before I go much for, further, uh, Ben, Ben Portnoy on your radio right now, I got a question from a regular listener, True Maroon, on my text line, and he wants to know if you are related to Dave Portnoy from Barstool. <laughs> I, I can confirm I am not, but I do get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you. That's what I was going to say. You know, if you had a nickel for every time you've been asked that, I'm sure. But uh, True Maroon. Hey, it's we, all right. Yeah. <laughs> we got the answer. All right. So um, back over to this thing uh, real quick. Of the things that you saw today, you know, you mentioned seeing Mike Leach kind of holding court with everybody he talked to. You saw the big gathering where there's this kind of public statement going on for the media with all the coaches there. Um, what stood out to you the most about this whole scene, Ben, of what potentially could be historical, a historical event? What stood out to you, the things that you saw today? You know, one of the, one of, honestly, the most powerful images and moments that I saw, it was kind of in passing as I was, you know, running around the state capitol, but uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was a group of Baptist uh, ministers were here to, to lobby in favor of changing the flag. Um, and one of the things that one of the speakers was saying was that, you know, I think he said his great-great-great-grandfather was a slave, his great-great-great-grandfather was a slave, and his great-great-grandfather was a sharecropper. 
and, you know, was talking about kind of the importance to see, you know, in that just a couple of generations, how you can have this much change pushed for uh, and forward. And I think that was something that was really telling is that, you know, this is something that uh, a flag that is obviously deeply rooted in Mississippi. And I think people grapple with that. But I think that, you know, to be able to see as much change has been made in the last really days and even weeks, um, I, I think was really telling. And I guess it's it's a little bit, bit cliche, but I think, you know, you really see democracy at work today. And I think that's, uh, you know, I think that's an encouraging sign for, for you know, the state of affairs that we're in. Um, there today, since there was this, you know, theme of athletics, Ben, did Kylan Hill come up at all? Um, did you hear it? it is that a, a big part of this or has that, you know, what he is doing, has that been a part of discussions today? That was actually something that ju- just got brought up. I was just talking to Representative Chuck Taylor at a start poll and he was, uh, he was, he actually mentioned Kylan Hill sort of unprompted and said, you know, this is something that, you know, it's really cool to see, and you see athletes standing up for themselves. I asked, you know, Chris Lamonis and Nikki McRae both about this, too, and kind of what it's been like seeing athletes, you know, have that chance to be a little more, more empowered. And I think, you know, the general consensus is it's a really good thing. Mike Leach said the same thing, you know. People are enti- people should be allowed to share their opinions and be entitled to it and be supported in that. And I think that, you know, as coaches, I think that's the general consensus is that you want to support your players and their endeavors. And I think that, you know, you've seen that at least from the Mississippi State folks that I talked to. I think that was the general consensus. Sure. Really interesting. Well, Ben, I appreciate it. Um, is this a thing where uh, they are going to be there all day? Are they loading up and headed back to their respective you know, campuses and hometowns? Like what's, what's going to be going on for the rest of the day, you think? So one of the representatives I talked to earlier in the day said, uh, said something along the lines of we'll be working through the weekend. So I think that You'll probably see some people moving, coming in and out of the state capitol, um, but I think that generally speaking, there will be people working most of the way, you know, through the end of the week and into the weekend. And I think that, you know, I think I mentioned Speaker Speaker Gunn earlier today, you know, basically said this is something we want to get done and done now. Um, and I think that both on the Democratic side, you see a group that wants to capitalize on momentum, and I think on the Republican side, you know, sort of the bipartisan agreement is that this is something that, you know, people want to deal with and move forward and, and go on and, you know, go on to other things that, you know, that people want to deal with. You know, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. There's economic issues at play. And I think that, you know, this is one of those things that, that can unite people and then, you know, get down, for lack of a better term, got to get down to business as well. So I think this is something that you'll see will move fairly quickly. Um, you know, it's obviously it's obviously dealing with the, the government, so it's never never entirely simple. But I, I would anticipate this is something that is is moved on fairly quickly. Very interesting. Hey, um, hats off to you. Excellent reporting. Glad to tell my listeners to follow you, and I hope they will. And I do appreciate some time in the middle of a work day for you, Ben. Thank you, buddy. No problem. I appreciate you having me, Matt, and Tom. Thank you. Yep. All right. Talk to you soon. Thank you. That's Ben Portnoy, uh, who is now being fired upon, it sounds like. No, I don't know what that was. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That is, I, I'm only speculating that that is gunfire. <laughs> All right. First time on the show for Ben. Does a great job covering state uh, for the Columbus Dispatch and is in Jackson. He's covering politics today because the two worlds, athletics and um, politics, converging in one spot. And that happens to be the state capital in Mississippi. Everything seems to be, again, I'm just uh, reading any and every tea leaf on the subject just like you are. But everything seems to be trending 
towards a change is going to happen. We'll see. Um, <clears throat> we were talking about the names of those high schools that I I'm over in Alabama with one of the callers earlier at Robert E. Lee High School and Jeff Davis. And I said, you know, most likely we're looking at a situation where they're not going to be that. Those schools are not going to have those names that much longer. Maybe they do. I, I don't know, but I, I would bet they don't. <clears throat> uh, Bulldog Blitz on the uh, Country Pleasing text line. He said, they're not going to be Ole Miss or the Rebels anymore either. You know, uh, and there's, I guess, not yet the time or place. I mean, it's coming, though, in terms of it becoming a sore subject and becoming something that is going to uh, be talked about more and more. I don't have a dog in the race. I'm not an Ole Miss hater, but I'm not an Ole Miss lover either. Um, I'm just an interested bystander here in the state of Mississippi. And I, I think that you're right. I think it's going to be in the crosshairs and it sort of already is. And just like a lot of these, you know, as time goes on, it becomes more and more at the center of the discussions. And I think you're right. I think the those names and monikers have a limited shelf life if we were putting a bet on it. How about the times in which we live? Norman on the text line said, final comment would be uh, to those concerned about what will be the next to go. Well, let's stand on something you can hang your hat on and that you can boast in. He said, and all I know that we, all I know that can be done with is the word of God. Yep. The (laughs) B-I-B-L-E. That's right. Remember that song when we were kids? All right, so it's time. Coming up next, the countdown, team number 72. Stay with me. Hello, hello, hello. Back on the show, I'm Matt. Beaver is here. That's really important. We, we don't have a show without him. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like you don't hear me. Nothing happens <laughs> without him. I can talk till I'm blue in the face, but nobody hears it without Beaver. And... Probably at the top of this importance totem pole would be you, the listener. Appreciate y'all tuning in. You keep us on the air. As long as you like it, we're good. We really do appreciate you listening. Stationwide. You know, not to brag, but look, I'm just going to say it. Okay. You have something here uh, in this area on a huge FM radio signal. At 105.9 The Zone, you have something here that not everybody has. Trust me. Um, I've lived around, traveled around, and actually where I live right now. Um, it's, it's just not the same everywhere. What you have here at The Zone is really uh, special, starting with 
bow in the morning and then the gridiron and then I'm local here in the middle of the day. And then you get Jake in the evenings. You get local sports coverage when it's happening. You get high school football. You get college sports broadcast on this station. You have people behind the scenes who a lot of them you don't see. Some you rare, every now and then you see or hear, but everybody making it happen. And um, the people here have made a lot of really good decisions. Good decisions. And the result is you have a station that is consistent. It is for you. <clears throat> We're not wasting our time on stuff you don't want. And you have you have tuned in and you have given us your loyalty. And we understand and appreciate it. And it's a big deal. We got a really cool special thing going on right now. And just can't say thanks enough to everybody who listens and tunes in. Y'all make it what it is. And so mean that certainly as sincerely as I can mean it. Appreciate you. So y'all text me on the country pleasing text line. Call me on the Divinity phone. Text number 885-ESPN. Divinity phone 995-1059. Let me go here rapid fire for you. Gator Nation Texas show a while back. He said, Matt, I don't curse when I text or call. I will treat every skin color the same. I'll back you to change the flag, but I'm a Gator. Our mascot is a Gator. Our opponents is Gator bait. I was born a Gator. I bleed for the Gators, and I'll die a Gator. And I will keep saying Gator bait. What we need is a new president at Florida. He said President Fuchs is an imposter. He did not go to Florida. And I quote, Gator Nation said, he don't know what it means to be a true Gator. (laughs) Typo, maybe not. We get the point, though. Kyle said, what did he say? Bring all Mississippians... Uh, reality to one of pride and a symbol meant to bring us together. Yep. Uh, More Bully said, are they limiting the number of people that can come in? What are you talking about, More Bully? You talking about the capital? I don't know. Tip said, when I coached baseball at Winona, a local church invited our team to church one Sunday. And when it came to for time for collection, I had no cash. I didn't want to ask one of my players for money. So I had to walk by the basket with nothing. I felt like every eye was on me. I went to the preacher afterwards and explained I had no idea, and he apologized. (laughs) No, you apologize. I'm telling you, they did it. Stood us up, make us walk to the front of the church. I'm like, man, give me somebody, give me a dollar. (laughs) Jackson Mailman said Kiffin was just in a local clothing store, so he is not currently at the meetings on the flag. Okay, that's all right. Hey, you need clothes? Go buy you some clothes, man. It's all right. You know how them old Miss people are, Jackson Mill. I mean, they like clothes. <laughs> That's all right. He wants to dress nice, dress nice. We all have things that we like to spend our money on. Mine just happens to be fishing stuff and camera equipment. <clears throat> Denzel said, please ask Ben if he thinks State will host a regional next year if the flag gets changed. <laughs> I think you were being silly, weren't you? It's too early for that. True Maroon, uh, I'll pass that along to Ben Portnoy. Did a good job. Mad Male Person says, if they change Ole Miss Rebels, I'm done. Well, you know, I guess we could always be wrong, but man, Male Person, don't you agree? It sure looks like that. I mean, it's on the, it's not in the bullseye right now, but it's on the radar. I promise you. 
and there's no hiding it. That's the thing about it is especially the name Ole Miss. I mean, look it up. There's no hiding where that came from and what that's all about. So they're going to have an issue on their hands trying to hang on to that. Maybe they just do it and tell everybody to, and, you know, maybe that's what they do. Biggin texts me and he said, when do the new episodes come on Spotify? Love the show. Hashtag fear the beard. Biggin, you want them on Spotify? I'll see if I can get them on Spotify. It's, I think it's just a matter of setting up an account, sending them over there. You're a, you're one of the few Spotify's, huh? Yep. Now, and we were talking about changing names. Mississippi Tiger said it'll be changing in Bassfield as well. The name Jefferson Davis High School and County. Got to go. You know, yeah, the county, though, I, that's a little bit different thing, isn't it? But uh, I know that's what Bassfield became. Um, Jefferson Davis High School, just named after the county. I was in there the other day. Somebody in the uh, in the Sharon community outside of Bassfield, y'all know where I'm talking about? You talk about a beautiful place out in the country, and it is like going back in time. It is gorgeous out there, some of the places. But there's this giant water tower, one of those extra, extra large, like double X, double XL water towers. And somebody had gone up the tip top, very top of that thing and planted a huge uh, Mississippi state flag up there on it the other day. Saw that. DJ on the uh, Divinity Equipment phone line. Thanks for calling. What's up, DJ? Hey, Matt. It's always great to be on the show. I, I just want to comment on some things. Uh, you know, I think the one thing that some people are not getting, the climate and culture has changed. In 99, when this flag issue brought up, you didn't see the things going uh, You know, I'm older than you are, but I remember the 60s, okay? Mm -hmm. You had a 60s that was uh, a decade of riots, protests, assassinations, you know, and, and the thing is, I think people have to realize that uh, the, the culture and the climate has changed. Uh, the majority of, of people that I've listened to think it's ridiculous that we're still talking about a flag issue that 90%, over 90% of the southern states got rid of over 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and when you start talking about things like Jefferson Davis, I mean, all right, I, I'm not trying to give a history lesson here, but a lot of the people that lived in the United States during the uh, Revolutionary War were Tories or loyalists. They stayed loyal to the British flag. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you something. After they lost, they didn't get to keep statues of King George and all of that. Right. So the, the Confederate names and the Confederate statues, that's not going away to people sit down and say, wait a minute, you know, here we are glorifying people that fought against the United States. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, I've lived in the South all my life except when I was in the military. But those military bases should not be named after Confederate generals. And the thing is, if people go, well, that's the way we've always done it, that doesn't mean that you're willing to listen. And, and we're in a culture right now. People need to stop saying this is how we've done it. And listen to people. Hey, man, I love your show. Thanks for letting me be a small part of it. Hey, thanks for the call, DJ. Yeah, the whole the idea of, you know, united we stand, divided we fall. You know, it's a very matter-of-fact thing. Everybody pretty much agrees with that, right? Like you, you pick up one stick, you break it. You pick up a whole bunch of sticks, bundle them together, you can't just snap it. <laughs> you know, like that. It's very elementary. It's a very, very elementary thing. And... I think what's hard 
for a lot of people who do hang on to the past and have been taught to hang on to some ideas that were wrong, that's the hard part for those people is to realize that now all of a sudden things are turning and, and, and it's getting away from them and they have no choice but to let go. Um, I think that's the, the hard part for a lot of people. Um, but hey, you know, we, we make our beds and therefore we have to lay in them. And when you make bad decisions, we pay for it. And it is an example. Um, but, but I think, you know, everything that's going on now, it's just growing pains. You know, we're by no means. I mean, who says that at this point in 2020, we're supposed to be a finished product? We're not. It's just growing pains. Some it hurts worse than others. Some people are glad to see it. It's just like you go to the gym. How do you get stronger in the gym? You tear your muscles to shreds. It's exactly how it happens. Look it up. Molecularly. You tear the muscle fiber to pieces, to shreds, and it grows back stronger. But in the process, it hurts, and then it gets sore, and you're stiff. It's awful. That's why some people refuse to do it. But you can go in the gym, and some people actually love it because they know what's coming on the other side. They're looking forward to the result. Other people hate every minute of it. <laughs> and yet they're both going through the same thing. Man, am I getting deep on y'all in here? I've been promoting for two hours a very important countdown of 100 teams in 100 days presented by Matt Anderson with National Land Realty. And doggone it, I'm doing it next, whether y'all like it or not. <laughs> I'm Matt. Stick around. Without further ado, what is that? Does anybody know what ado means? Beaver, you have any idea where that comes from and what it means without further ado? Uh, without further ado, without... I mean, I don't know the exact definition, but it's without further... Mm -hmm. Let's just get straight to it. Let's right. say that. Right. Well, that's it. Like, we know... We've heard it enough that we accept the meaning of the phrase. And I think uh, I've never stopped to think like, number one, I don't know what language it is. I don't know what ado means. And I could be, I mean, I'm just repeating what somebody said one time. <laughs> See, all right. Adieu means goodbye. Yeah. See, now that was my first thought because to quote the great Willy Wonka, uh -huh. adieu, adieu. Parting is such sweet sorrow. Hey, I got another quote for you. How about the sound of music when the kids were singing the song before they go to bed? So long, farewell. Yeah. And one It'll of them goes, saying goodbye. Right. And one of the little kids steps out and goes, I do, I do to you and you and you. <laughs> and so why are we saying without further ado? 
And I've just looked it up and it says the phrase more accurately is without, without further ado, a D O, but that's not a word. We are out here repeating things that none of us know where it came from, nor do we know why we say it yet. Every one of us understand the meaning. <laughs> I guess that's all that matters. Y'all know what this means. One hundred teams. One hundred days. The countdown is presented by Matt Anderson Properties, a member of National Land Realty. Call Matt Anderson at 408-5155. That's 408-5155. Matt Anderson Properties with National Land Realty can help you buy or sell that piece of property with the Land 360 Degree Interactive Touring. You can view properties without ever setting foot on them. If you're selling property, get comprehensive internet traffic reports for your listing. Matt Anderson, call him. Call this number and go, hey, man. 408-5155-408-51. 55. 72 days from right now. It's going to be Saturday, September the 5th. Ready for kickoff. Team number 72 is your Mississippi State Bulldogs. Of all the fight songs we've played to this point, that's the best. Everybody agrees on that. Everybody does. (laughs) But here's the interesting thing about it. I'm using the football power index starting at team number 100, according to ESPN, the football power index. Well, Mississippi State is kind of low on the list, y'all. It's... Kind of low on the list. Hey, do y'all like it when the famous maroon band does the fanfare? I'm always talking on the radio about this time, sitting up there in the press box on my high chair, sweating. Listening to the sweet tones in my headset of the voice of the Bulldogs, Neil Price. All I'm saying is that the lowest SEC team on our countdown, and we started at 100, the 100th team, the lowest SEC team, was Vanderbilt at number 100. And according to the Football Power Index, Mississippi State is next to last in the SEC this year. They got them at number 72. Okay. Um, Projected win-loss... Again, this is the ESPN Football Power Index. Projected win-loss is five and uh, seven. Five and seven. 
you know, they're one spot ahead. And again, this is Football Power Index. It's a computer. But they're one spot ahead of SMU and one spot below Virginia. Two spots behind Oregon State. Heck, they are three spots on the FBI behind Florida Atlantic, Lane Kiffin's old team. That's what we're talking about here. Um, is, you know, it's you're at 72. It means that according to these different metrics and models and different things they they put in there, you know, recruiting, returning players, win-loss last year, trend, and all this kind of stuff in this FBI. I don't understand any of it, but that's according to what they put in, they just don't like Mississippi State very much. They got State at 72, Vandy at 100. That's the bottom two in this FBI at ESPN. You have to go up to number 59, 5-9, to find the next SEC team, and that's Arkansas. Now think about that, State fans. Think about the run that you – again, this is just – all it does is touch on respect. <laughs> so you think about the run that you've been on recently and how many times you've beat the brakes off Arkansas recently in recent years, including last year. And they got a new coach too. Yet the computers in Bristol, Connecticut, have Arkansas a good 14 spots ahead of Mississippi State. Schedule this year for State, we're all familiar with it, and we're going to talk it into the ground between now and then. But you got that opener against New Mexico. That's a win. But that week two deal, we've already covered NC State. It's not going to be a walk in the park. You play NC State in Starkville, we're all chalking it up as a win. But week two on the road with, uh, you know, a brand new team and a brand new quarterback and, and all this kind of stuff. Week two on the road at NC State. You, you'll remember I told you that NC State finished last year by getting blown out at home by North Carolina in the rivalry game. You don't think they're going to be keyed up to host an SEC team this year in Week 2? They are. So it's a much, much tougher challenge. And this Arkansas team that uh, they're saying, you know, is better, that the FBI is saying is better, comes to Starkville in Week 3, the week after you make that road trip. So you're getting an SEC game in Week 3 if everything holds up. The schedule, too, this year, um, it does flip in some ways. All right. So I, I know we haven't covered it a ton. It's only been mentioned here. But when you look at state schedules, there's some things that are unusual as to what you've been used to for years. How many years we got to go back, state fans, where you always played Arkansas, Alabama, and Ole Miss in November? Always. This is the first year that changes. You have Arkansas in week three in Starkville. You play Alabama in mid-October in Tuscaloosa. By the way, there's a lose-lose. The last, uh, well, two straight weeks in October, you're at Alabama, you're at LSU, then you come back home and host Auburn. Welcome to the SEC. It's tough. But November, I mean, October is brutal for State. But November, 
totally changes because they've moved Alabama and Arkansas off of your November schedule. And state has managed to do like the rest of the SEC, and that is put a a walkthrough powder puff win the week before the rivalry. The November schedule this year for state is Missouri at home. In the second week of November, you go to Kentucky. Folks, listen, you know how it'll be cold on November the 14th at Kentucky. It will be cold, but it will be gorgeous up there, I think, in Kentucky mid-November. Then you come back home and host Alabama A&M the week before going to Oxford for the 2020 Egg Bowl. So they, they moved Alabama out of your November. They moved Arkansas out of your November. And, and all of a sudden, November, if you can just survive October, um, you know, if, especially if you could go two and two in October, but just not get your whole team hurt, you are just, you got so much of a better chance to do something in uh, the month of um, November. October is. A&M at home, on the road at Alabama, on the road at LSU, come back home and host Auburn. Whoo! Good gracious alive. Now, there is an open date after the A&M game, but those that month in terms of your opponents. So state this year, if it's bowl or bust in year one of Mike Leach, they got to earn their keep in September and November. Because the month of October is going to put a knot on your head. That's just life in the SEC. It's going to be fun, though. It's going to be fun. Can you imagine if Mike Leach beats Texas A&M in early November and then has two weeks to get ready to go to Tuscaloosa? They'll build that thing up for TV ratings. Woo! See you all tomorrow. See you.